0: Newly promoted Sekakuni United were chasing a third win on the trot after victories over TS Galaxy and Cape Town City in their last two games when they welcomed Amazulu to Emirates Airline Park. Two places below them on the table in eighth, the Usuta are in good form. Their away win over TS Galaxy a week ago extended their unbeaten run in the league to six games. After a cagey start, Sekakuni found a way through the Amazulu defense. Pofusa Mohlangu lashed a shot in, but keeper Veli Mato made an excellent save low to his left. A swift counter attack by Sekakunia after defending a corner exposed the defense midway through the first half with a three on one situation, but they failed to finish the job as Seth Parusnath's shot was well blocked by Moto. And the men in red continued to look the more likely to score. A corner by Tlotlo Lipele was flicked across the face of goal by Maklangu and cleared from the far post. Five minutes from half time, Amazulu had a fine chance to break the deadlock, but keeper Tosta Sebata deflected the closer and shot away for a corner. Very early in the second half, the top flight new boys took the lead. Goes to the near post. a error from Same
1: routine we saw in the first half. This time, it's Katsande on the end of it. And they get the breakthrough. Matangu's going to take a lot of credit for that as well, though.
0: And three minutes later, they doubled that lead.
1: This is good stuff again from Skukune. Surely now Hizu.
0: Oh, in the hizzy. They are turning it on here! Amazulu might have found a way back into the match via a free kick, but Nsabata made a great stop from an awkward shot by Luvuyu Mela. Betty Morto was Amazulu's savior a few minutes later with a wonderful save from Vusmusin Kube. In the melee that followed, Morto was caught by Mklangu, who paid a heavy price for his robust follow up and was given a red card. It is a night to savor for Sekakuni as they secured their third win on the trot and fourth of the season, while Benny McCarthy's men dropped three points for the second time in this campaign.
2: and Bosch have been a side difficult to beat in the 2021-22 DSTV Premiership season. Still undefeated after seven games played, chasing second place. Victory over struggling Marumo Mokalantz would leave them just three points off the top. Having dominated possession of the ball from the very first whistle, no one was surprised when Stelis took the lead right before the half-hour mark. Junior Mendieta's strike bounced off the upright, back into play, rolling perfectly into the path of Ashley Dupriere, who finished the move off. It was a better second-half performance from Galants. Stellenbosch stopper Sage Stevens was a spectator for most of the first half, but he was put to work after the break. With only three goals scored all season, still winless, the visitors threw everything they had at Stellies. It just wasn't enough. Stellenbosch remained undefeated. Galancers wait for their first victory continues. On match day eight of the DSTV
0: Premiership, Stellenbosch and Sekakuni United earn midweek points thanks to hard fought wins still to come. Seventh place Orlando Pirates against fifth place Royal AM. A fourth win of the season for unbeaten Stellenbosch moves them to second, three points behind Sundowns. Sekakuni's third win on the trot vaults them into fourth place. A win for Royal AM over Orlando Pirates could move them to second. In the bottom half, Swallows and Baroka are just three points adrift of 7th place. Maruma Galantz and TS Galaxy continue to find it going tough in the top flight. Each has yet to win a game.
1: Namibia got their Super 12s group stages underway with an evening match against Scotland in Abu Dhabi on a crease that has seen some sides struggle at times with the bat in the ICC Men's T20 World Cup. After the Namibians won the and elected to bowl first up, Scotland continued that trend right from the first over, when Ruben Trompelman had them three wickets down with just two runs on the board. Included in those wickets were dangerous opener George Munsey, as well as captain Richie Bennington, who was caught LBW on his first ball.
0: Oh, close going down, maybe. Close. Given. Given, you think it's sneaking down, but it's given out on the field,
2: and it only has to be clipping.
1: Michael Leesk was the only Scottish batsman who seemed to be able to settle down at the crease and did everything he could to help Scotland reach any kind of defendable total with a quick fire 44 of 27. Despite his impressive knock, constant wickets at the other end forced the Scots to settle for just 109 runs at the end of their 20 overs.
0: They've still got work to do and there's going
1: to be a run out at the end. So there will be eight wickets down, finish off with a run out. In response, and needing less than six runs and over, the Namibians got off to a slow and steady start, with only a couple of boundaries coming in the first five overs. The Scots did everything they could to put the pressure on and managed to take steady wickets throughout to keep themselves in it, but defending such a small total was always going to be tough. With the required rate hovering it around a runner ball, David Vissas stepped up in the final few overs to slash one over the ropes to Aubain the tie. And despite losing his wicket shortly after that, the damage was already done and the Namibians eased home with just under an over to spare.
2: Up and
0: over and will it go all the way? It does. What a way to win your first ever Super 12 game. What a story it is for Namibia.
2: Australia's David Warner has always been Mr. Reliable for the baggy greens with bat in hand over all formats. However, his recent performances in the shortest formats have left little to be desired. He's only played in three T20 internationals over the last 14 months, producing scores of 58, 0 and 14. Warner, who turned 35 on Wednesday, isn't too bothered by his poor scores in recent matches, but he is hoping to hit top form soon. Australia face Sri Lanka in their second match of the ICC T20 World Cup. People talking about my form
0: is quite uh, quite funny. I laugh at the matter because at the end of the day I've played hardly any cricket and then with that opportunity with the IPL, for example, had two games and then basically wanted to, you know, give all the other youngsters a crack and whatnot. So from my perspective, that's fine. And in warm-up games, they're warm-up games for a reason. Um, you know, the other day was a sort of got my benchmark sort of back as where i should be should be at with my feet and everything um you know we're, we're practicing a lot uh as much as we can to, to get out there and perform
2: fast bowler mitchell stark was seen limping off with an injured leg in the training held at the icc academy on tuesday night stark played in australia's opening game win over the Proteus but was not at his usual lethal best the left-hander had taken nearly six months break from cricket and hardly played any games before arriving in Dubai for the World Cup. The injury has now made them a doubtful starter for Australia's game against Sri Lanka.
1: Following their win over South Africa, Australia get their second match of the ICC Men's T20 World Cup underway when they take on Sri Lanka from the Dubai International Cricket Stadium only on your World of Champions.
2: 18-year-old Carlos Alcaraz certainly has some big shoes to fill in his career, having been dubbed the next Rafael Nadal. He's already taken down some big hitters since turning pro three years ago, but a first win over former world number one Andy Murray was still on the to-do list. The two collided on Wednesday in Vienna. The second round, their second professional meeting, and second of the month, Murray needed three sets to beat the young Spaniard in California earlier in October. On that day, Alcaraz made the better start, winning the first set. It was the same story on Wednesday in Vienna. Youthful exuberance, the driving force. There was no panic from the Scots, who turned pro when Alcaraz was only two years old. He knew he had the know-how to get out of the situation he was in. He seemed to be in control after taking a 4-2 lead. However, victory for Alcaraz in the seventh game changed everything. Triggered something inside. The youngster had the belief and possessed the skill to overturn the deficits, winning four games in a row to seal the victory.
0: It's all over. Youth triumphs over experience. A new dawn has arrived here. Carlos Alcaraz adds another big name to his ever-growing list of victims. For me, it's a, it's a good feeling no? to, to play against Andy Moore I, and uh, be able to, to beat him. So, I, I played really, really well and uh, i I just uh, really happy for, for the performance today.
2: When you go up against Riley Opalka, one of the tallest players on the ATP Tour, you know what to expect. Big serves. Yannick Sinner clearly did his homework ahead of their first-round meeting in Vienna. It was their very first meeting and the Italian was sharp and creative when necessary. He spent the first few games reading his opponent's moves, waiting for the right time to strike. In the fifth, he did just that, securing the first breakpoint of the match. He held his serve from there to secure the set. Composure was the name of the game for Sinner, nullifying the power of Opalka with some smart movements across the court. Two more breakpoints followed in the second set a systematic takedown of the American giant, Sinner through to the second round. A day for the youngsters in Vienna, Yannick Sinner and Carlos Alcaraz both on the winning side. Diego Schwartzman also booked his place in the next round, along with Matteo Berrettini and Gael Morfis. To keep up with the Estee Bank Open, there's nowhere else to go but super sports. It's day four and it's heading your way live. Don't miss the fourth and final round of this year's FINA Swimming World Cup. Day one of the meet comes to you live from Kazan, only on your World of Champions.